Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, which is short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out the cleaning routines and strategies that work in my own home, I share the truth uh, for people who, you know, don't like cleaning and organizing. So thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 65. I am talking about getting back into routines today, okay? Specifically, catching up to routines. I have talked about this many times, but honestly, it is the thing that I come back to over and over and over and over in my own deslobification process. So this is what's top of my mind. This is what I'm going to talk about. Um, thanks so much for those of you who have sent me such kind notes about, um, and comments about my book contract. Um, yes, I am (laughs) trying to figure out how to, um, you know, balance all of my routines and balance the book writing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about really quickly before I get into everything else is, um, one of you had just left a comment on, um, last week's podcast. Last week's podcast was about my thoughts on hiring someone to help you clean your home. And it was basically a really bad experience that someone had, um, that one of you had, uh, I mean like a really, really bad experience. Um, really nice things broken. Um, you know, just concerns about that kind of stuff. Um, the only times that I have personally hired someone to clean my home, or I know my mother, started hiring someone to clean her home. Oh, I don't know. I could think it was after my brother graduated from college or something anyway. But, uh, when she did that, you know, kind of her experiences, it's, it's not always easy to find someone. And the two pieces of advice that I would give from what I have understood in my own very extremely limited experience, um, which you'll have to listen to that podcast if you want to know about my experience, but, um, is number one, I would, um, you know, be in the same room with them the first time that they're there. Most of the people who I talk to who love their cleaning people will say, you know, now I leave, but it's six months later that they've been coming to my house, you know, and they would be there and be in the general area so that they could see what was going on and all of that. Um, obviously for some people that's really uncomfortable. So that might be something that keeps you from doing it. Um, another, the main thing I would say is, um, asking people who you know, who've used somebody for a long time and really like them. I mean, you know, obviously most things in life, a personal referral is always going to be the best way to find anything. And, uh, especially when you're talking about someone who's going to come into your house and touch your stuff and possibly, you know, I mean, anyway, just to make you feel better. Those would be the two things I would say, don't leave them alone the first time. If this is a concern of yours. Okay. Um, But the other thing would be to, you know, get a personal recommendation from somebody who you know, not just from, you know, calling them on the phone or whatever. And you may know people who use a service. You may know know people who use an individual. But anyway, okay, so we're going to talk specifically, though, about catching up to routines. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by 28 Days to Hope for Your Home, my ebook, that will help you develop basic routines. So the routines that we talk about today... 
I'm not going to hold anything back, but if you want to be talked through them day by day until they finally start to make sense and they finally don't feel like you're swimming through jello, um, 28 Days to Hope for Your Home is written for that exact purpose to talk you through it. Okay. Uh, don't forget too, that you can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect to find all of my social media channel links, uh, so that we can connect all over the internet. Um, also, uh, a slash podcasts with an S is where you will find the links to today's show notes for this specific podcast, podcast number 65. Okay. I think it is 65, right? Well, yes, it is. Okay. So, um, talking about routines. Okay. So I am getting back into routine. This is the second week of school. Um, that's the stage of life that I'm in right now. And so that determines basically how things go. But I think even in the times in my life where, although I don't know that there ever has been a time because I either was either in school or I was teaching or whatever, but you know, I, I was hearing somebody say recently, somebody who does not have children in school that there's still something about summer, you know, for my mother, um, she's of retirement age, but you know, she does garden club and all these different things. Well, in the summer, they take off from those things. And so it's just kind of a natural time of year for things to be different and out of the routine. And so this fall, you know, starting school back and things getting started again, meetings or whatever it is that you're involved in, um, it's just a natural time to kind of get back into routines or either start routines. But for me, it's, it's getting back. Okay. So that's been my focus for these last couple of weeks that I've been home. Um, and my kids have been at school and I'm back to writing on the blog, as you know, podcasting. Now I'm working on this book. Um, and it hit me the other day. So, so here's kind of how I do it. I get overwhelmed if I look at my house and I think, oh my word, I let things go over the summer. It got out of control. I've got to clean it from top to bottom. Yeah. So that never works like ever, ever, ever for me, but it is so the natural thing that comes to me. Oh my goodness. I need to spend all this time cleaning and get it perfect. Um, the one thing that I hope I've learned, even though I still find myself not learning, not having learned things. Um, the thing I hope I've learned and that I do grasp now from this desalbification process is that that is less effective because it's not attainable, like at all. Um, it's way less effective than just starting back in on the routines that I know are going to work and that I know are going to make an impact on my home. Okay. So it's actually Monday while I'm recording this, I'm trying desperately to get things done, um, as much as I can for the blog on Mondays so that I can write for the book on the other days. Um, so perhaps you can hear kind of this little knocking sound and that is my dryer going because it is laundry day. Now I pretty much kept up with laundry day over the summer, but guess what I need to do every single Monday, whether I've kept up with it or not, or let it go. I've got to do laundry day. That's just, it, it kind of gives me this thing to go instead of running around the house with my, you know, chicken with my head cut off, that kind of thing going, Oh, what do I do next? What do I do next? I say, okay, I know it's Monday. I know I do laundry today. That's just how it works. I know I've got to run my dishwasher every night and empty it every morning. Well, I've probably four days out of the last seven, it's been today's Monday and it started last Monday. Um, school did, uh, I have run more than one load of dishes. I don't know how, but it's like getting behind it all means 
that, I don't know, it just one load doesn't cut it, but it's like, I run an extra load when I could and getting it to the point where now I'm able to generally do one load a day and it keeps everything under control. But, um, I had a sink full, actually a side, I have a double sink. One of the sides was full of baking sheets, like cookie sheets, you know, that you cook frozen French fries and frozen, um, pizzas and all that kind of good stuff that, um, you know, my kids <laughs> live on in the summer for lunches and all that kind of stuff. Cause they like to make those things for themselves, but, and sometimes for me too. But so those baking sheets were used a lot in the summer. I mean, a lot. Well, my dishwasher is, we need to get a, a part replaced that allows the top rack to be adjustable right now. It's not adjustable. And so I can't put anything big in the bottom. Well, those cookie sheets are big or baking sheets, whatever you want to call them. They're big. And so I haven't been able to make those a part of my daily regular dishwasher running. And so they have just, I use them all. I mean, that's how it goes. If I'm not running it every day, then it's like, oh, this isn't clean. Well, let me grab the other one that is clean. And let me grab the next one that's clean, the next one that's clean. And all of a sudden I have four or five and they're all dirty. Every single one of them are. And then I'm overwhelmed because there's this big pile of dishes in my sink. See, that's how it all works without the routine. So, so I had all of my baking sheets completely dirty and we would just, the kids knew, pull one out, hand wash it and use it. (sighs) Anyway, so as I kind of, my slob vision cleared a little bit, you know, summer's over, I'm getting back into routine, I'm getting things, you know, kind of getting some traction. I look at them and go, oh, okay, yeah, if I would actually wash all of those, um, because I don't use them all in one day, I use one a day, or I did in the summer, I'm not even anywhere near doing that now. Um, But you know, if I would wash them and then just use one. And then I only have one to clean and then it's not overwhelming. So it's just getting back into that. So washing all of those baking sheets, which took a whole, I don't know, seven and a half minutes, maybe anyway, washing all of those and getting them put, you know, getting them dried, getting them put away so that now I just have, I really truly just have one day's worth of dishes. And when I can keep it down to an honest one day's worth of dishes, then the routine of doing the dishes every night, putting them away every morning, keeps the kitchen under control and not just under control, but actually looking kind of pretty. Yeah. Like, Oh, look, my kitchen looks nice. Every time I've walked in there this morning, I have had this little (sighs) thought in my heart and in my head because I look and I go, Oh, my kitchen looks so nice right now. And it's because it only took me a couple of minutes to do it because I didn't have that big sink full of things I was putting off. Okay. So my point is when I'm catching up to the routine, it's catching up to the routine. It's not catching up to the perfect house because I used to think, okay, well I have to catch up to a perfectly clean house. No, I'm probably never going to attain that, but a livable house happens when I am on the routine. So whatever I need to do, I look around and say, okay, what is the thing that's keeping my routine from having the impact that I know it can have? Is it this one pile of clean clothes that I'm actually looking at right now that I never, um, took out of the dryer after laundry day last week? And so even though I had my routine going and 
um, you know, folded everything out of the dryer. That last load I never did that with. And then I needed to get started last night. And so I just threw it on the chair. It's like, okay, the routine is going and I'm not making more mess. I'm not adding to the craziness of the house because I am folding every load as it comes out and putting it away right away. But the catch up part of it, which is just part of life is not to having everything perfect. It's to, okay, what is this one thing that's keeping my laundry routine that I already know works really well? What's keeping it from having the impact? Well, it's this one little load of clothes that needs to be folded and put away. Okay. Well, if I do that, it takes usually, I don't know, five minutes or less, um, get that done. And all of a sudden my routines have that nice, like oiled wheel effect of really making an impact and making my home run so much more smoothly, so much more smoothly. Wow. I am really eloquent today. Okay. So I, it is totally completely possible that none of that made any sense, but whatever. Okay. Um, so my motivation to, and this works in with all the other things too, you know, I've talked a lot on my blog about how in the beginning, I knew whatever I had been doing before the blog just didn't work. Okay. And I didn't have it all figured out or sorted out in my head. I just knew it didn't work. And here's the way I look back at it now. And I go, this is what I was doing that didn't work. I thought my house was a project. I thought I needed to get it clean from top to bottom and then maintain it. Because what is the point of doing maintenance when your house is a wreck? Instead of doing that, when I started the blog and said, I don't know what to do, anything I've ever tried has never worked, I'm just going to do the dishes, I started to see the amazing impact of creating routines and maintaining routines, even though everything else isn't perfect yet, the impact that that has, and how much it moves me toward having that overall clean house that I really always desperately wanted, okay? So, um there's a motivation there that just naturally happens. Okay. So yes, decluttering is absolutely part of that, but you have to start with the routines by having a routine that I am going to wash my dishes every day and close all the drawers. That routine triggers something in my head that says, okay, this drawer right here, I can't close. I want it to be part of my routine because the kitchen looks really nice and finished if all the drawers are closed, but I can't close this one because it's too full of junk. And so then that naturally spawns the decluttering is spawns the right word. I don't know. Anyway, that naturally produces that motivation and energy to declutter that drawer and take the stuff out of it that I don't need so that it can close so that it can keep going with the routine. Okay. So the routine is what I'm catching up to and it motivates those other focused, actually beneficial projects. Okay. Because here's the other thing. Projects are great, but routine is everything. Um, I fell under the delusion, which, um, happens (laughs) a lot to me. Um, I kind of fell back into one of my old delusions this summer was fun. Uh, It was not, um, lazy at all. I had a kid doing a musical theater program for several weeks. I had a kid on a swim team for several weeks that met at 6am. Thank you very much. Um, I had another kid doing football training camp. Um, so 
there were lots of things going on. I mean, there were mornings where I, you know, went one place at 7.30, another place at 8, another place at 8.45, and then back to pick up another person at 11, and then back to pick up another person at 12. I mean, it just was crazy, you know. But in the midst of that, because I was purposely taking off from blogging and being on the computer and, you know, doing the things I do for this and all that, I just, I would have these maybe an hour and a half where I would think, okay, this is the perfect time for me to work on my house. (sighs) I have time. I've got time. (laughs) I mean, this is the thing that I've always said, if I only had it, my house would be clean, you know, magically. Now, I don't know how I fall back into the same delusion because I know it's a delusion, but it happens. So when I think, oh, I've got time. And so I don't have to worry about the, oh, those, you know, routines that I'm so big on and everything. I'm just going to, I'm just going to clean up my house. I'm not going to worry about the routine part of it. Well, guess what happens? I start picking up in one area and then I take something to another and it reminds me of something else to do, which reminds me of something else to do. And I have about 15 different things, one tenth done each. And at the end of the time that I had all this, you know, lovely time that was in my day, um, at the end of that, there's nothing to show for anything that I did. Okay. So it was just a great reminder of me that this delusion of having more time is purely a delusion. It's all about the routines, whether I have time or amazingly, even when I don't have time, if I will just focus on these routines. So what are the routines in case you're wondering? The routines, number one, do the dishes. I don't care how crazy the rest of my house is. I don't care how to control everything else is. I do the dishes first. It's like magic, but not magic at all. But it's this amazing thing. If I will get the dishes done first and then maintain those, like, I don't know, the next day, do the dishes again. And then the next day, do them again when there's nowhere near as many as back when I was trying to catch up from whatever. Um, doing the dishes, okay? My number two habit in 28 Days for hope, to Hope for Your Home is sweeping the kitchen floor. It's not really about sweeping the kitchen floor. It's about seeing the kitchen floor and picking up whatever is on the kitchen floor. And it's just somehow makes this amazing difference in how everything flows together and looks in the kitchen. Number three is a five minute pickup. Okay. Like I said, all these get talked through and taught to you very slowly, um, in 28 days to hope for your home, but, um, a five minute pickup. It's amazing what a five minute pickup can do when it's done as a routine every single day. Okay. So where am I right now? I am trying to remember to do a five minute pickup, like a legitimate, it's five minutes at the end of five minutes, you're done. Unless you've been getting on my nerves by not actually doing what you're supposed to do for those five minutes. But anyway, um, a five minute and only five minute pickup. If I can remember to do that in the evening when everybody's home, we all do it together. Guess what a five minute pickup times five people is 25 minutes. That's a really big impact. But if I forget to do it at night, guess what? I do it in the morning by myself, just me. And that's only one measly five minutes. Although really, truly my five minutes equals about 12 and a half everybody else. But anyway, um, that's just, you know, part of it, getting back into that routine. Yes. I have the ideal of doing it at night when everybody can do it and my kids can do it. Cause that's being a good mom and that's being what they should learn and they should all have to have a part of it. Yes, absolutely. They should. But if I forget to remind them, they're not going to remind me. And then what happens? The house doesn't get picked up at all and it gets out of control. Um, 
then the net, the last of these, I'm sorry, that was the last one. The other one is uh, checking the bathrooms for clutter, you know, just quickly making sure that the bathrooms are picked up so that when I do go to clean them, it's easy and easy to clean them, you know, quickly without having to first pick everything up. Um, basically it comes down to the all or nothing mentality that I tend to have that doesn't work. The all or nothing mentality results in a messy house that gets messier and messier and messier going ahead and saying the routines are everything. And I'm going to jump in on them and I'm going to base my projects on what will make my routines easier. That's what actually brings me to a point of making progress in my home because that's what actually matters, right? Okay. I am going to, oh, okay. So as we get into um, this year, I would love to hear from you at a slob comes clean at gmail.com. Some of your ideas for, um, podcast subjects that you might have. Um, I, as I've said, I'm working on a book that, um, is due November 20th and, uh, it won't come out until January of 17, but it is, um, a huge project. So, um, I would love to let you guys come up with some of the brain power to actually come up with the podcast ideas. But, um, I also have had requests before. I don't know necessarily, but I've, I've wanted to do this and sometimes I have, and then I forget, um, to advise on some other podcasts that you can listen to, because I, I know it helps me so much to have podcasts to listen to. I mean, today's laundry day and, I have one podcast that I've been listening to for the day. It's about, it's about 30 minutes or so. And I, um, I turn it on while I'm going in and I'm folding the clothes and moving the clothes from the washer to the dryer. I stick my phone under my arm because I don't have hooked up to Bluetooth right now. Stick my phone under my arm while I go carry the clothes to the different, um, places in the house, you know, drawers and things where they go. Um, but I use that podcast to, um, kind of motivate me. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I get to go listen to this podcast while I'm folding laundry and putting it away and, you know, changing over the laundry for laundry day. Um, so that's, that's a good positive thing. And I know sometimes you need more podcasts. I've had several of you over the summer who have emailed me and said, you've, you know, you were ready for a new podcast because you'd listen to all the old ones over and over. So anyway, I have been listening to some other podcasts as I've shared before. I listen to a lot of business ones, but I think because I'm working on the book and my brain power is kind of at maximum level already maxed out. I'm not really interested in business podcasts right now because I really don't want anything else to do. Um, but so I'm kind of, you know, listening to ones that are more, I don't know, just enjoyable. And, um, one that I started listening to recently that I really have, it kind of took me a minute to get used to it. Um, but I like it and it's called happier with Gretchen Rubin. Um, it's way more professional than mine. So don't listen to it. If you're going to come back and wish that mine was more professional because <laughs> she's got like editors and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. Um, but it's her at, she writes at the happiness project, I think, or she wrote a book called the happiness project. I had never read any of her stuff. I've heard her name. I've heard her mentioned. I like the name, the happiness project. I always thought that was a neat name. Oh yeah. I should read that one day. Um, I saw her at podcast movement and thought, Oh, that's, I think that might be Gretchen Rubin. Well, and then I realized, well, since I've never read any of her stuff or listened to her stuff, it would be really weird for me to go up and say, Hey, are you Gretchen Rubin? Well, no, I've actually never read your stuff, but anyway, um, so now 
I have been listening to her podcast and I really, I really like it. It's just very normal everyday, you know, subjects. It's not like cleaning like us, but she really focuses on, um, habits and personality types and, you know, just making things work in your life. And it's her and her sister and, um, they, it's intellectual. I've been listening to other, I've tried several other podcasts, um, and they weren't very intellectual. And so I wasn't really excited about listening to them anymore, but the way that they speak, um, I really like the way that they converse with one another. So, um, her and her sister and, um, or she and her sister, I don't even care anyway. Um, so that is happier H A P P H A P P I E R with Gretchen Rubin. Uh, and you can look those up in iTunes. So that's just one for you to go, uh, look at. And as I find others, I will share them with you as well. Thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you next week.